Welcome to this extra reflection from the National Galleries of Scotland. I'm Ewan Bremner, and in these shorter episodes, we dive into another aspect of the artists and ideas from our interviews. In our main episode, we heard how Leonora Carrington continued to find her identity as an artist from the trauma of her youth. The story was told by her great-niece, Joanna Moorhead. In this episode, Joanna explains how a little-talked-about family secret led to a hugely important relationship with the artist. My name is Joanna Moorhead. I'm a journalist. I write mostly about family life. I write mostly for The Guardian. I didn't particularly specialise in art or write about art. In 2006, I, by chance, realised that this woman who'd been missing from my family for many years was now very famous in Mexico, uh, still working as an artist, and I went off to look for her, and that was the beginning for me of a big interest in art. So now I write a lot about art. And in 2017, my book about Leonora Carrington was published. I knew that the, some decades before that my father's cousin had, had disappeared and had gone away and there'd been some scandal. But my grandmother, who had known her, and my father, who hadn't known her so well, didn't want to discuss it. So it was not something that was easy for me to find out information about. But I was very taken as a teenager with this story because I knew it was scandal, it involved scandal and I knew it was exciting and I knew it involved love. I, by chance, at a party, met a woman who, who was a Mexican art historian and I was having a chat with her and I had almost finished the conversation and I suddenly remembered this character from my family's history, from my past, and I had to even remember her name because in our family she was always known as Prim and I knew that wasn't her real name and I had to remember what's her name, yeah, it's Leonora. And that for me was the beginning of a journey to Mexico to find, to look for Leonora, to see if I, if I could meet her and get to know her and hear more about her story. That turned out to be the beginning of something which will, well, will always be part of my life now. When I got home that night from this party, I went online and there was quite a lot online about her story and some people have said to me oh you can't possibly have had Leonora Carrington in your family and not known all that but but the truth is I didn't and the reason I didn't was because she had been airbrushed in many ways out of our family and the truth is if you leave your family as it turned out Leonora had and you turn your back on the things that your family have found important and you don't and you don't really come back then that leaves something very difficult for that family to deal with. So she really wasn't talked about, and I really didn't know very much at all about her story. And I've been very busy raising my children, living my own life. That isn't to say that she didn't love her, her family or find them really interesting. I mean, so much of her work grew later from her earliest times, her childhood, her trips to, to Ireland to stay with her grandparents and the whole history of, of Ireland and the myths and legends side of Ireland. You know, that's very rich, very rich material Leonora got from our, from our family. So I don't think she would ever have, you know, she, and she knew that as well. How are we to understand the works of this surrealist now we know more about her life? Surrealism, by chance, actually, the word was first used in 1917, the year of Leonora's birth. So by the time Leonora entered the circle, 
it was kind of towards the end in a way well not towards the end because I know I mean I know people who are surrealists today um, who, who, who are still uh, part of the movement but certainly it was a moment when um, surrealism seemed to be a movement that still had a long way to go and then other things happened in the art world so surrealism was no longer the, the big movement but uh, but she was there at the at the most you might say the most exciting the most mature moment of, of, of surrealism in Paris yeah the thing I realized when I started researching surrealism and hearing about it from her, you know, surrealism is not just, it's not paintings. It, it was, it was, it's ideas, it was poetry, it's writing, it's a way of living. And uh, that's certainly how she, how she saw it. And also at the moment she became part of the surrealist group in Paris, it was a, it was such an important moment because most of them who'd gathered in um, Paris at that time, some of them like Max had actually left Germany because of the arrival of, of Hitler and they were really set against Nazism so they were in the vanguard of, of the of, of the movement that the whole of Europe was was soon going to join against Hitler so it was a very serious political movement with very serious people you know and it when it was centered on these cafes in uh, in on the left bank of Paris that's where that's where they all hung out and of course, like any group of people, there were factions and there were, there were fallings out and disagreements. There was lots going on. Thanks for downloading this bonus episode of Reflections, Art, Life and Love. You can listen to the rest of the series by subscribing on your podcast app. And why not find out more about the artworks on the website, nationalgalleries.org.